Hey guys, welcome to my casual Friday. Before we start our conversation, let's get some logistics out of the way. Just as a reminder, any of the tips, tricks, or ideas shared within this podcast or any of the content shared that I offer or services are meant for spiritual enlightenment, emotional awareness, and entertainment purposes. If you have any mental or physical health concerns, please seek a mental or physical health professional. I am not a medical professional. Trust that your free will is your biggest superpower. Lean into what resonates. Move on from what doesn't. And trust that you get to explore and get to know yourself on a deeper level. And I'm just here to share my experiences within my work and within the energy. What I feel intuitively and to offer some inspiration along the way. Okay. So... Here we are. I'm going to burn a little Palo Santo to honor good, balanced vibes as we talk about the brilliance color energy today. So, in the last podcast, we navigated through the first part of a true colors meditational journey. A True Colors Meditational Journey, if you don't know, is where I choose three color cards from the Ina Seagal Secret Language of Color Card Deck, and we share in the first section, we share what those cards can mean for you and what they are inspiring within our life and to help us understand each color a little bit. Then we dive in deeper into that work, and with each consecutive session, We meditate on that color and kind of live in that color energy for a little bit, letting it infuse itself into our body, into our mind, and into our life. So we can really learn about ourselves in relation to those energies. So last time we did the reading and we drew the brilliance color, we drew the red color, and we drew the amber color. And if you want to see the pictures, you can go to my Instagram. It is pinned at the top of my profile, and you can see the picture of the cards. Um, And for those of you watching the video, I don't even have the cards with me here to show you. So go to the social media, check it out. So when we went through the reading, I was all excited about the brilliance color. Like I had a few little inspirational sparks as to where we could go with a meditation while I was doing the reading and was excited to dive into it. And then life happened and resistance came up and it became a much deeper journey into the brilliance color for me personally and me professionally and for what I would think would be those that are joining me on this journey along the way than expected. Um, First off, the week that I was supposed to launch the podcast, because I was going to do them four weeks in a row, of course, I got sick. So I was out that week. Just put the brilliance, whole brilliance podcast on the back of the burner and decided to look into it the next week. Well, the next week came and resistance happened. Life happened. Things came up. School starts and there's a lot going on for my family. So we're staying busy. However, Whenever I would take a moment to sit with a brilliance color, I found myself hitting a roadblock, like writer's block. I found myself either resistance 
resisting sitting down with it or hitting writer's block when I did sit down with it. I tried a couple of times with my notebook and my pen and, you know, I had my my good juju items with me and then nothing. So there's resistance. That's life. Doesn't resistance come up for us in life on a regular basis? Sometimes the resistance sparks courage and power within us to simply push through the resistance. Sometimes resistance comes up in our life to encourage us to find balance and allowance within our schedule and within our energy and within our emotions. Sometimes resistance comes up in our life to say, hang on, slow down for a minute. There's more to learn here. And I kind of feel like this resistance for me is a little bit of all of that. So, but mostly resistance came up for me with the brilliance color to say, slow down, let's learn more. So, <clears throat> how did it go? After sitting down, trying to come up with a brilliance meditation and logically set it out as a coach, logically set out the steps for the meditation and not meeting it and not feeling right with it. I decided, okay, let's not be logical. Let's go energy first. Let logical come later. How many times in our life do we try to logically find our way through a problem? And when we can slow down, step back, and energy energetically prepare ourselves, energetically witness it, we then have these knowings and understandings that come in like from seemingly outside of ourselves. I feel they come from a divine source. We have this divine inspiration that comes in when we can address something energetically before we move through it logically. And that's exactly what this experience was for me. And it's funny. As I sit here and tell you this, I realize that that also has been a theme through sessions with clients lately and through conversations with other people that sometimes this logical process has not been working for us not when it comes first, and to slow down and approach it energetically so we can clear away all of the excess yuck in the way and see it with bigger, broader, more open awareness. Hello, purple color, open awareness. Okay, so pieces falling into place even as we talk it out. Um, so I stepped back and approached it energetically. I found myself one night it was after dark, sitting in my bed, door closed, lights were off. Okay, I surrender this. I surrender this to higher power. I surrender this to higher understanding and universal divine process. And I sat with the Brilliance Color Meditation. I started out my meditation with my deep belly breaths, like we learned in the last breathe session that happened at the office. And that, you know, the deep Inhale and exhale, feeling the, the belly and the body to help to really anchor us into this moment. I started with my deep breaths. Then I moved into some affirmation work, pairing the affirmation divine spark and divine brilliance. Those were the two that I used with my natural, slightly deeper than usual rhythm of my breath. And I just sat there and I stayed there and I recognized 
my logical mind as it told me, oh, I should go out and remind Will of this. Or, oh, I should go help Ava with this. No, stay here in this moment. And I practiced hanging out with the energy of that affirmation. And there was resistance that came up even within the meditation. If it comes up in life, it's going to come up in our meditations. So eventually, I settled in. And this visual journey started unfolding. And a couple of things I realized along this visual journey is I love visual journeys. And for my personal practice, it's important for me to make space to allow them more often. I realized that I have shifted away from my personal practice in allowing it to deepen. My personal practice is still there. However, I haven't allowed space for it to deepen a little bit and allow it to expand into more of these visual journeys again. So I acknowledge that for my own brilliance experience and So this visual journey, it unfolded. It started off where I had, it was like movies through my mind. It was like this, these scenes unfolding in my mind. I knew all the details of the movie, kind of imagining them in my head. I was moving underneath the waterfall. I actually walked through a waterfall and this waterfall symbolized cleansing all the excess from my mind and my body and polishing my brilliance, polishing my divine spark so that it could shine brightly and I could experience it deeper. I came out of the waterfall and there was seaweed wrapped around my foot, which represented my fears that were holding me back. I moved forward and I felt like I was greeted by a divine guide who offered me a warm blanket and inspiration. I moved forward even further and I moved into a cave that was behind the waterfall and I found myself sitting by a fire and somebody handed me a cup of tea and I sat there with that warmth. And that's where the visual journey ended. And when I was in the meditation, I would sit with the images. And also my logical mind would come up because when I moved through the waterfall, I had long hair. My logical mind stepped in and said, nope, you're not supposed to have long hair. You're supposed to have short hair. This image is wrong. No, 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 no. Stay with it. Allow the image to flow. And when I got to the part with the seaweed wrapped around my ankle, nope, I'm not supposed to. There's no seaweed on waterfalls. Stay with it. Stop being logical. Let it flow. And then when I was in the cave, I knew there was a fire there, but the image wasn't present in my mind. So I logically was trying to find that image. Nope. Trust. Stay with the sensations. And there is a consistent awareness of logically processing the energy, trying to find the way logically and a nope, step back, experience it energetically. Big picture message here. We get to step back and witness our brilliance energetically first before we curate and cultivate it in a logical sense to share with the world. We so often 
want to curate and cultivate the precise way of doing things to share with the world, if you're like me, chances are maybe you do that too, that we forget to embrace it energetically, to experience it and allow it and witness it as we move through it versus us controlling the process. So that was my visual journey. And admittedly, the notion of the seaweed representing my fears and just sitting and being nourished in the cave and some of the deeper meanings, they didn't come out in the meditation. The visual journey was just witnessing the images as I moved through it. The meaning of them happened when I came out of the meditation and I started consciously processing the energetic experience I had or the visual journey that I had afterwards. I did that through a voice memo, but often it can happen through journaling. And often in my sessions with clients, that's the intuitive conversation that we have after the meditation to talk about what it could mean. So as a whole, it was this really in-depth cool experience of allowing the visual journey and not trying to figure it out through the meditation. Also, not controlling the process, letting myself experience it versus control it. And then afterwards, just saying it out loud, sharing it out loud. And that helped me connect with the insight in the pieces of it that I was meant to grab consciously and take from that meditation. Now, I know that every meditation is not a visual journey like this, and that sometimes most of our meditations are not visual journeys like this. Me, after do, having done this for over a decade, I'm still working on, at times, moving back into the depths of my process. We're humans. Our humanness happens. We have this day-to-day -day human process that is going and doing and creating and in being and in making happen. And then we have this spiritual, energetic, emotional, intuitive side of ourselves that is ready to just sit and witness itself. And sometimes it's a balance, finding our way between those. And I feel like our brilliance comes when those things join together. And sometimes in order to connect with our brilliance, we need to set that more life, logical self down and create space for us to witness that energy, to witness that spirit, or to witness that emotional, intuitive, energetic awareness that we have inside our heart and inside our soul. We get to cultivate the space to experience that. So... That's been my experience with the brilliance color so far, the resistance that has come up and how I have moved through it. I have not forgotten about the true colors meditational journey, even though it's been about three weeks or so, we will continue it. And having shared with you my experiences so far, the notions of the meditation are starting to fall into place more often. I think it will be a visual journey. The notion of having that waterfall that we can walk through feels so important to this color energy. The idea of allowing that whitish, whitish blue waterfall to wash over us and clear away the excess and polish our brilliance so that we can move into 
that space behind the waterfall. Maybe witness herself in a mirror or find this cave. That much I'm still navigating. And there will be a brilliance color meditation. And I appreciate your patience as you stick with me through this process. Um, yeah, so there it is. The one thing that I love about journeys like this is we get to allow them to unfold as we go. Often, as we start a journey, and I've seen this with myself, and I've seen this with friends, and I've seen this with the work that I've done with clients, we start our journey with one intention in mind, and we plan it to look a certain way, and it shifts. It deepens, and we find the deeper meaning behind the initial intention. We expand further. We stretch out the length of the journey because there's more to happen. So I guess some of the inspirations I look to leave with you today that I have learned along the way so far within this journey is allow yourself space to breathe and to witness yourself, witness your spirit energetically emotionally versus logically and through life's lenses to make friends with the resistance that comes up in your life and ask, is this resistance triggering an ability to power through? Is it slowing you down to be able to witness or is it Allowing you to find balance. I think those were the three that we talked about earlier. Witness the resistance. Make friends with it and ask why it's there. And witness your own brilliance. We don't have to just be brilliant. Our brilliance happens in our uniquely beautiful, imperfect human selves. So whether it's a hat that you're wearing on Casual Friday for the podcast that you're going to finally put out into the world or the tasks that you haven't quite finished that are still there, whatever you view as your imperfections, your uniquely beautiful, brilliant self happens amongst all of life's stuff and does not have to be picture perfect to be valid. Allow yourself to witness that. There you go. There's our brilliance, our resistance to brilliance that has happened. So let's take a moment before we finish up. I have a deck you probably that I've been shuffling through the process. You've either seen or heard it. And we're going to pull a card from it. This is a deck a long time ago I wrote, I collected affirmations from, I don't know, things that came up in my meditation, things that I felt along the way, and I just wrote them all down on it. I wrote them down on these cards and I pull it out occasionally and see what comes up. So let's see. We're going way here to the beginning. I am surrounded by the most divine white light. I am surrounded by the most divine white light. Reminding us we get to clear away the excess we get to honor that we are supported by a divine energy to wash over us and open us up to the possibilities beyond what we understand logically. 
and to clear our energy so that we can see things deeper and with more openness. There you go. Thanks for joining me for this uh, podcast today. I hope this finds you well. And I would love to hear back from you if this resonates with you, if this reminds you of anything that's happening currently in your life, or what you're feeling about the brilliance color so far. Okay. We'll see you soon. And we will continue this journey. Celebrate your uniquely beautiful self.